Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, welcome back to the What We Said podcast. And if you're new around here, thanks and stay a while. I'm Chelsea and this is JC. And today we're talking to the girls from OK Sis podcast. If you haven't listened to their podcast, you need to. We were just on theirs as well. So we did a little pod swap. So make sure you go listen to their episode as well. I believe it went up yesterday. Mm -hmm. But we're going to get into that in just a second. We asked them some good questions you would ask an older sister, something that you'd be embarrassed about. We talked about some good good girl talk. Lots of lots of talk at the beginning about shaving, you know, different areas. And I mm -hmm. think you guys are really going to want to stay tuned. Um, this has been an interesting few days. If you guys follow Kristen Johns or Marcus Johns, you know that they recently got into a very horrible bike accident. And Kristen was one of our guests along with her sister-in-law for our live, for our first ever live show, um, a really good friend of ours. And it, this is just one of those things that really puts things into perspective. And I've just been feeling really heavy the past two days ever since this has happened. Not to make this about me in any form or fashion, but just, you know, talking about my mood lately because mm -hmm. it's just been such a heavy thing to happen to someone that you really love and care about and to know, I don't know, it just, it just put things into perspective of what's really important in life. And like, and when, that life is just so fragile. Yeah. When this happened to them, they were hit by a car going extremely fast. They were on a bike together and he struck them head on. And truthfully, like it is an absolute miracle that they survived and that they did get away with only broken legs. Like it's truly a miracle, even though that's horrific in and of itself. Um, Kristen broke her femur, which as you can imagine, I'm sure is the most painful thing ever. And then Marcus also broke his leg and it's just been really a tragedy. And then especially for that to happen during this time when everything with, you know, the virus is going on and they can't have visitors in their hotel rooms, they're alone. And it's just like hotel rooms, <laughs> oh, hotel rooms. Oh my gosh. Hospital <laughs> yeah. rooms. Excuse me. So anyway, yeah. I've just been feeling, I, I got the chance to talk to her and I've been getting some updates, which is nice. And she's been keeping everyone updated on Instagram stories. But if you guys, whether you know her, her or not, go give them some love because, and just, you know, some positive vibes and some prayers. Um, their way. Yeah. Sent their way because I know that they can use all the positivity they can get. But wow, I am so, so thankful that they are alive and that things weren't more severe. Yeah. So 
that they're okay all around. They're okay and they're alive. Yes. And although it will be a hard journey to heal, I think everyone that knows them just loves them so much and they're just such happy, positive people. So when something like that happens to someone that you love and that is so positive and just seems like we all just feel invincible. And Mm -hmm. then when something like that happens, it just makes you realize that we're not invincible and to like take every moment that you have like for granted and just be in the moment with the people you love. Not take it for granted. Yeah. Don't take advantage of it. Yeah. So that has been something that's been on my mind a lot. And I wanted to give them a little shout out, send them some love. Hmm. Do you have any life updates for us, Chelsea? For this Not week. really. To be honest, we're just quarantining it up. Just same we're just old, chilling. same old. You, Actually, you know what? I started Outer Banks. Oh, yeah. Which is a show that my little brother was like, you have to watch that. And I was like, eh, it looks like a kid show. And it definitely is. It's like definitely a teenager show. But it gives me like nostalgic vibes of a show I'd watch in high school and like just love so much. Love that. It gives me a little bit of Nancy Drew vibes because they're on a treasure hunt. Okay, okay. I'm only halfway through. But it's pretty good. The acting's a little cheesy. It's a little cheesy, but overall, it actually is really good. So. It hooked you? Huh? It hooked you? Oh, they said I hooked you. I'm like, you <laughs> watched like, it? I'm like, I gotcha. Um, yes, it did. Cool. I have still been on my Dance Moms grind. Still loving every moment of it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually so invested and I yeah. absolutely love it. I feel like there, oh, I was going to say, well, one update that's pretty big actually is that To our knowledge, so May 15th was supposed to be kind of the end of the stay-at-home order in L.A., And it is now, we're thinking, being extended until at least July. And I think it's kind of like through the end of July. I don't want to say that's officially happening because I've just seen articles that have said like that's pretty much the direction we think we're going in. That's what's on the radar. And truthfully, like to be in LA or New York right now, I feel like that's where it's taken the most seriously because there's such like congested areas with so many people. And that's, it's really where the virus can spread probably the fastest fast. in the States. So being in LA County, it is, it's hard. Like I, I would, I would be lying if I said that the fact that it's getting extended, you know what I mean? Like as much as you're trying to do the right thing and you don't want anyone to get sick, it's like, I would be lying if I said, it's just like, oh, okay, great. Like another three months. It's just like, it's a lot. Yeah. And we can't pretend like it's not hurting our mental health as, as just a whole. Mm-hmm. It's hard for people. It's not, staying home is not like easy as it sounds for the first week. For the yeah. first week, you're like, I can stay home. Yeah. It's easy. Nice. I can catch up on some shows. But as humans, we're not meant to be in isolation. So right. it's really hard on all of us. And so it is, it is not, it's fun not easy. News. And, it's and not it, fun news. No, it's not fun and it's not easy. And it's like, we're all trying to do our part, but at the same time, it's, it sucks. And like, I don't know, to hear, especially to kind of think that things are going back to normal. Because in my head, I was like just holding out for May 15th in yeah. hopes that, okay, things are going to start rolling out. And I think they will start. Things are starting to slowly. open back up. Slowly but surely, it will all be okay. But like, I don't know if I, honestly, I get so mixed up with where I share things. If it's the podcast, if it was on my YouTube channel. But I heard a quote, like someone was talking about recently, how it's like, this is just life right now. And instead of, you know, being so worked up about how weird it feels and how different it is, just accepting it as like, this is the new normal for now. And I think that can be really beneficial in a time like this because like I had my moment when they said it's going to be extended for three months where I was just like, are you serious? Like this sucks so bad. Yeah. But it's, it's just life. It's just life and it's how it is. And it's like, we'll get through it. Yeah. We'll all be okay. 
I have a very quick story to tell you guys that I must say is very shocking. And I don't even know where to start with this. So I am not a person who, you know, gets involved in any controversy. I rarely have hate comments. I feel like my community is so supportive and awesome. But recently, I posted a photo of me at the poppy field. And I should have known from last year that this is maybe a sore subject. not the move. Not so, the move. So here's, here's the thing. We went to, so the Poppy Reserve is closed. Like the state park is closed. No one can go there. But near it, just on the side of the road, are a ton of poppies. And it's like, it's not even in a park. It's just literally on the side of the road. And there's lots of different areas where there's lots of different flowers. And Leif and I went on a mini road trip during quarantine. We took some photos and we were very careful to stay on the path, to not harm any flowers. And... We, we first of all just wanted to see them. Like, it's beautiful. Also, we've been stuck inside for, t- you know, two months at yeah. this point. And it's just like, okay, that'd be a fun road trip. And we took some photos while we were at it. And I posted the photos. They actually didn't get much heat. Like, no one really said anything. And again, like, I want to say, I would not go to the poppy fields and, like, take photos if I thought I was doing something that was not right or, like, yeah. not okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, to my knowledge, I'm staying on the trails. I'm definitely not trampling on flowers. Like, that's truly not what I'm trying to do yeah. at all. Like, whether I'm posting on Instagram or not, like, I'm just not going to be that's trampling on flowers. Not a first reaction when you see flowers is to stomp on them. Yeah, like, I'm being respectful of nature, all that stuff. So, truthfully, like, having a platform aside, it's like, I do respect nature and I love this earth. And, like, the last thing I want to do is literally trample it. So anyway, I posted these photos. Everything's great. And then it started, you know, certain pages on Instagram started getting a hold of it. There are certain pages that people make literally solely to post photos of different people and influencers on the poppies or like at the poppy fields to hate on them. And so it started getting posted and I was like, okay, like I really thought that this was not going to happen because it's so obvious that I'm not standing on the poppies. You can tell I'm standing in like a dirt slash grass patch and I definitely was not trampling them. Anyway, long story short, I started getting some comments. I've just started to block or restrict people from my account if they're negative. And it's like, I'm, first of all, I'm willing to take criticism. If you're going to be kind or whatever, that's fine. But if you're going to come at me super rude and hateful, it's just like, I just don't, I don't want you on my platform at all. So I started blocking people, which I've found is a new, not like a hobby, but it's just like, it's really nice to just feel like- love. You're in control. It's like, no, 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 this is my page. Like, you can't actually be so hateful on it, especially when I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Well, so I started getting a bunch of comments. I was just blocking people who were being rude. Again, if someone was nice and and they were trying to give me constructive criticism, I still sometimes, I don't want to say I delete constructive criticism, but certain comments were adding fuel to the fire where other hateful people are commenting on the semi-nice constructive criticism comment. And I'm just like, this is all too much. So I was deleting things and blocking people. And someone took the liberty to DM me personally and say, since you have blocked me and you won't educate yourself on the horrific things you're doing to the poppies and the fact that like it's illegal and all this stuff, I have taken it into my own hands to reach out to all of your recent brand partnerships, all your recent sponsors, and let them know that you're doing this and that you're doing illegal things and that whatever, and that they should be aware of who they're working with. And the time, the time, the the time, time, the energy. So I I wish I had it. I blocked that person because I'm just like, okay, I'm not doing anything illegal. 
And again, I was, I was staying on the trails. So I blocked them. And then I got an email from actually one of the brands that I've been working with. And they let me know that this happened. And I replied to them and everything is 100% good. They were like, oh, totally like understand, like love your transparency, like no problem at all. So just an FYI, if this person's listening, like it's not going to stop me from getting work or something. Like, but I was just so mind blown that someone would take that kind of time just to like actually harass me and try and take me down because they think they know a situation that they don't even know about. Yeah. Like I was telling Chelsea, I'm like, I didn't do this, but I could have photoshopped poppies to make it look more full. I didn't, but I'm just saying like I could have, and then maybe it would look like I was sitting in them. And then people are like, you're the worst person. It's like, no, I was not even sitting in them, but it looks like that. You know what I mean? It's just like, you don't know the behind the scenes. And here's what I do want to say, playing devil's advocate, because it has been brought to my attention that some of the trails, when you think you're on a trail, I guess maybe in the past that wasn't a trail. That's actually where people have walked and ruined the flowers and they don't grow back, which is actually something I was unaware of. Like I literally thought it was a trail because there's no flowers there. made, yeah. So I respect that and I can understand that. And people who were like, you know, pointing that out to me, I'm fine with that. And again, okay, I I get that. But anyway, I just but had not, to, nothing intentional. You were going out of your way to destroy nature. No, absolutely not. And it's like so many other. Not that I'm like everyone's doing it, but it's like so many other people take pictures there. And I think it's when people have more of a platform that they get the most hate and criticism for it because like they don't want you to be, mm-hmm. you know, a role model. They want you to be a role model to other people and not promoting, you know, killing nature, which I understand. But the way that some people are going about it is just not it. Yeah. It, it, it goes back to the law of attraction. Whatever you put your energy into, you're giving an energy regardless of whether you want it to be good or bad energy. So if you're being anti-everything, you're just putting more energy into them, like into those things Negative that you energy. don't want. Yeah. Well, and it's just, no, well, it's just energy in general. Yeah. So it's like, if you were to just ignore it and be pro- more things like pro nature and not be so focused on all of the like anti stuff, then you would be giving energy to something that's good and that's positive instead. In the law of attraction, it literally says like, this is a good example. If there's a presidential candidate that's getting the most media attention, whether it's bad or good, they will win. That says it in the secret plain as day. And I'm just saying, I mean, we can see that that happens often, whether it's bad or good. People think that ragging on people and then just like bringing awareness, quote unquote, to all these bad things and like really honing in on it and not just being more, it's like being anti-war versus Mm pro-peace. The secret was saying, be pro-peace. Don't be anti-war because you're talking about war and you're putting more energy into war, whether you like it or not. Well, seriously, I'm like, with that time and energy that you took to literally look up the contact information for all my recent brand partner sponsors mm-hmm. and reach out to them, you could have literally started a nonprofit organization at yeah. this point. Or it's you like, could have sent nice messages to people like who letting are being people, yeah. great with the poppies or whatever. It's just like, this is oh, insane. Yeah. It's just, it, it's just not like mm-hmm. harassment is not truly the, not just the vibe we're going for. It's my not friends. the move. So not to like bring the, you know, the energy down, but I just like, I felt so, I was so shocked by that. I've never, yeah, literally harassment. I've never experienced something like that. And I don't know if this person is a fan of me, like if they would be listening to this podcast right now, or if they don't even know who I am and they just saw a photo and they assumed, or like, I have no clue, but I just thought that was literally so crazy. People are nuts. And I didn't really want to share it on my Instagram 
I, I trust my podcast fam more. So I was like, yeah. I'll share this story on the podcast. We trust you guys. Um, well, that was that took longer than I thought it would. I'm super excited for this conversation with the OK Sis gals, um, Scout and Maddie. They're so cute. I love their They're dynamic. They're fun time. They're fun. I feel like we had known them forever. Like yeah. we literally just met them over a Zoom call and it was so fun. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy this conversation. And with that, let's welcome them to the show. All right. We're here with Scout and Maddie. How are you guys? Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us, ladies. Hello. We're very We're excited. excited to be here. We just recorded for their episode for their podcast. So you guys need to go listen to that. But you guys, I wanted to start out with a question for you. And that Dude. question is, did either of you guys, I was thinking about this recently, did either of you guys have any like specific goals or kind of, you know, things in mind that you wanted to do for 2020 that have been just like completely put on hold or obliterated from this quarantine? Yes. Um, I was manifesting a trip to the Viceroy Hotel in Cabo San Lucas. I was going to go for five to seven days and completely take work off and be completely off my email and not talking to any of my clients. And um, that's probably not happening this year. Oh, that's, that's such, such a bummer. bummer. The I trip's getting canceled is truly just the worst. And the reason why this came to mind is because I feel like a lot of people I know, including me, had a really hard 2019. Like 2019 was just not it for a lot of people that I know. And maybe, you know, I mean, I know everyone's different, but 2020 just sounded so epic. You know what I mean? It was like 2020, this is going to be our year. Like all of my friends, I feel like we're just so excited for this year. So for all this to happen has been pretty, you know, shocking. I didn't have any plans that I had to cancel, but I definitely had like some things in mind that I wanted to do. And so it's just been weird. What do, what do you think, Chelsea? Do you have anything that you're, you know? You know, truthfully, wrong? I set myself up for success at the beginning of 2020 because I did not make any goals. I mean, if people listen to that podcast episode, I tried not to make any crazy goals that were like, you know, super unachievable or that were based on the outcome of things. I was just trying to be more intentional and thoughtful in my day-to-day -day life and every decision I made. So luckily, that's come into um, proven itself very useful in this time. I, okay. I, I'm the same as you, Chelsea. I, did, I don't really do New Year's resolutions because I just feel, although it's a good time to reset, I don't feel like they're ever achievable or they're very grandiose and it's just setting yourself up for failure. And also it's just like, why do you only have to better yourself at one point of the year? Why can't you be in a constant evolution? So I, I always say like, which is, I mean, I'm coming from a place of privilege, but quarantine for me came at like an okay time. Like there was not any big big plans. I wasn't getting married. I don't have kids. Like, it's just like, I think to be in your early twenties is actually one of the, I'm not like in graduating from college or have like a big milestone, you know? So I'm actually feeling really blessed that it's happening at this exact time. Yeah. I think that's good. You got to stay positive about it. And, and we've talked about this with the quarantine as well. If you're having a, a good experience and you're staying positive, it doesn't I think sometimes people think it's you being insensitive, but you can still have empathy for other people and sympathize with others and still be positive. But it, you don't have to be negative about everything. And Because I felt the same way. I'm like, you know what? I'm really glad I haven't had kids yet. I'm really glad that our job is able to continue within the quarantine. And, and if anything, it's people are wanting more of the content now. So 
Yeah, it's okay I get to that. be positive mm-hmm. even during yeah trouble. Um, well, what's the first thing you guys want to do when quarantine ends? Um, I'm going straight to European Wax Center to get my eyebrows waxed. Love oh. that. Yes, I'm yes, going to Dry Bar to get my hair blown out. Oh, I cannot wait to go back to Dry Bar. And no, I, like, I need I, Dry Bar. Yeah, I also. I feel spoiled even saying this, but have you guys ever been to Squeeze, the massage place? No, but I really want to try it out. It's so yeah, good. So, so I have, well, have you been to the now? I haven't actually. Do you love it? JC, this is more, where do you live? Sorry, are you allowed to say this? Where? I'm not allowed to say, oh, but, okay. but, <laughs> um, but, but I do have one that I, I could definitely go to. The aesthetics are out of this world. The now, yes. I feel like you would vibe so well with the now. The squeeze is very similar where it's that more fast massage area. But I just, the now, the aesthetic is way more my vibe. And I think you're- Oh, for sure. No, the aesthetic of the now is definitely better. But the thing is, I found this girl at squeeze that I just live for. Like she is amazing. And I just, I can't like not go to her because she just makes my back feel so good. I just have back and neck issues. Um, but anyway, I, I have a membership there. So I like, you know, get it for a cheaper price and I can go once a month and get a massage. And I've been spoiled by doing that for a while now. And so now I'm like two months without it, which is fine. But my neck has been just like back to its Aiken. old ways, like having such a hard time sleeping. And I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to get a massage again. It just, it makes you realize how much pampering we do as women. Like my fucking nails are ratchet. (laughs) Oh, my nails. Can we just, oh, (laughs) I know mine are pretty bad. We are all coming to terms with just really intense pampering issues during this time. We're all coming to terms with like how we actually look. I'm like, oh, my hair is heinous. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, I haven't worn my hair curly in six years. And this is what we're down to in quarantine because I get my hair blown out dry bar all the time. Oh my gosh. Well, your hair is beautiful. Yeah, your hair. I know you've probably been told that your whole life, but yeah. your curly hair really is beautiful. I appreciate it. I won't it. internalize it. We won't do it. <laughs> Just like, and I'll throw that away. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, okay. Well, let's let's get like a little bit more about you guys. I want to know how you started your podcast because a lot of people that listen want to start their own podcast. So maybe you could give some tips or just tell tell us your story first. Yeah. So I actually had my own podcast because I lived next to a podcast studio, random place. And I just jumped in there because they were just taking people. It was like an experiment or whatever. I don't know. And I wasn't really treating it like a business. It wasn't growing. I wasn't really utilizing it or really getting creative with my content. It was just something I kind of did every week. And I felt like it was stale. And so Mads and I went to the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa for her birthday. And we were drinking rosé by the pool and we had massages and we were like a little little tipsy. And I said, hey, I don't have a podcast episode for next week because that's how bad I was at my podcast. And so I asked her if she wanted to hop on and she said, yeah. So we went in the lobby, closed down the business center for us and we just recorded it on my phone. And we just chatted about The Bachelor, pop culture, whatever it was. We were eating truffle chips the whole time. You could like hear us eating. It was, oh my God. It was not, no, not proper podcast no, etiquette. Not at all. all. But what I realized was that I had so much fun with her. And so it just like the the memory of us doing that kind of just kept with me the next next two weeks. And I just texted her and I said, hey, do you want to start something together? And then we kind of narrowed it down to starting a podcast. And we decided to 
launch OKSIS podcast. And we launched within two weeks of deciding. We just figured out the equipment and because I had a studio doing it for me. So I had no idea how to technically podcast. And then we started in August, 2018. So fun. Yeah. And the thing about, and we talked about this when you guys were on our podcast, but you know, I've always been an avid consumer and and fan of podcasts. I love them so much. So I was a little skeptical to even enter the space, especially because it's everyone says it's quote unquote saturated, which if you listen to Skinny Confidential, she hates that word and therefore I hate that word. Yeah. Um, we talk about this whole notion that you need to find your niche. And JC mentioned on her Instagram that like it's okay to to do something that feels multifaceted or feels, you know, diverse only because then you can start, right? It always inhibits you to not start. And that's, I was almost not going to do it because I was like, how many women led podcasts with, you know, pop culture and female entrepreneurs? No, but no one hears our voice or our observations. No one understands kind of what our takes are on these. And if I look at the podcast that I love to listen to, it's because I love the personalities and I love the voices. I listen to five different pop culture podcasts. They're all talking about the same thing because we're all talking about same celebrity events, but I love their take on it and their analysis of it, you know? So I was like, you know what? I guess people can hear me talk and blab for an yeah. hour. Mads always says that when I do something, I jump and like just pray that Annette appears to catch me where Mads is so much more methodical and like rational and does like market research. And blah, blah, blah. and so I think that I really pushed her out of her comfort zone. And I was like, oh no, we're launching like now. And we had like people now launch podcasts with like 10 podcasts in the bank. We just recorded our first one, published it, but we have never missed a Monday since we started. Nice. Wait, okay. I have a question. How, how far apart are you guys in age? Yeah. Uh, Scout, this is Scout speaking. I am 28 and Mads is 25. So I'm three yes. years older than her. That so is the grow- old person. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. So growing up, were you guys pretty close? Um, you know, we were close in the sense that we didn't necessarily have so like issues. Like, of course we fought like sisters, but we weren't close in the sense that we were each other's confidants or like spilled each other's secrets to one another or hung out together, like on a Saturday night. Also three years difference. She was a freshman in high school when I was a senior. It's, it's a little bit of yeah. a difference. Um, when our parents got divorced, which we've said before, our relationship definitely went through a rocky period because I dealt with the divorce way differently than Maddie did. And I think that emotional kind of difference in expressing grief really caused a little bit of a wedge between us emotionally. Um, and then it wasn't until we started the podcast that now Mads is my girl. Like there's no other woman in my life other than Maddie, you know? So I don't know if she would say the same about me, but that's how it is now for me. (laughs) No, I I would say, I would say the same about you, Scout. Okay. Well, you just put that on air. So I'm going to edit that and (laughs) put it on my phone. Screen records it. I love that. That's so sweet. And I love that advice that you gave about like just starting because I think that is such a, like a pain point for people where they're just like, I can't start because there's so many other podcasts and, you know, but we're all so unique. Every single person is all of our personalities and the way we've grown up and everything is so unique and we all have a voice to share. So I love that. Yeah. And I always take Emma Chamberlain as a great example of this. Mm. Emma Chamberlain was not the first vlogger there ever was. Absolutely not. But the way that she does that, and this is what we talked about on their podcast also, is it's not necessarily what you're communicating. It's how you're communicating it. I mean, my husband has literally said that since the day we got married. And I guess I just never, it never clicked. Because I, he would say, 
why are you kind of being like a brat? And I'm like, I'm not. I just said this. Why can't I say that? He's like, it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. And I feel like that just rings true. And so she blew up because people resonated with her personality so much. Because she was willing to be more real. She was one of the first that pioneered that style of vlogging where she's just like showing her acne, like no filter at all, saying whatever the heck she wants. And just like she blew up because of it, you know? It's so true. I, I watched some of her videos and I'm like, there was a video, there was, I watched 15 minutes of her moving into her house. And I was like, I hate moving. Why am I watching this? And why do I love it? And I cannot look away. And it's so true. She's doing the most mundane things, but she has such a genuine and silly personality that it, it makes people want to be friends with her and feel like they're part of who they are. 100%. Totally. I always tell everyone who says, oh, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. I always say, just do it. Just do it and be yourself. That's the most important thing. Again, just talk. You can talk about whatever the heck you want. You could talk about socks, just the whole entire episode. But if you're yourself and you're talking about it in the way that, you know, resonates with people, people will like it. For sure. Um, Okay. We're going to jump into some listener questions that our listeners had for us. We asked on our Instagram. We said, what's a question you would ask your older sister? Maybe you're too scared to ask your older sister this if you have an older sister or just, you know, girl talk questions. We're going to start out with a real bang. Okay. Um, there were so many variations of this question. I don't even know how to even ask it, but so many people asked like how we handle our downstairs area. How we, do we shave? Do we wax? Like, What's the vibe? So oh. would love to know your thoughts. Oh, there's I a, have an actual I, question sorry. about this. Oh, okay. okay. I need to ask an older sister about this, actually. So this is good. So I shave, but I want to get laser. But I'm just wondering, is it like totally possible to shave your whole butt? I think it, you mean like to laser it? No, like when you're shaving. Because I feel like I can oh, only oh, go oh. so far. Yeah, I would say no. I agree, no. and it's terrifying right? to go further. Yeah. You're like, I'm not trying to, no. Okay, glad we're on the same page. Okay, okay Wait, so what do you do? I was an avid waxer for about five years of my life. And for some reason, I didn't. I never learned, but it was excruciating. I would have to t- nut, like put numbing cream and like maybe take like a shot of tequila before I went in there. And I did this- Without, I just was like, you know what? I'm doing it for myself, whatever. No, I stopped and now I laser. It is the best thing I've ever done because I I first did laser on my armpits and I I literally don't grow hair there anymore. It's absolutely, it's a miracle. And so- I need that. I started doing, I started doing the whole Brazilian, not just bikini girls. I do the whole lips and everything and the butt. And it stings because it's, lasers zapping you. Um, but it's quick and y- it doesn't grow back. It's yeah. How long does it take for, for, for the whole vagina and butt with you laser? Five minutes. No. For Five each session? Minutes. A session. Five minutes. Okay. But here's my thing with lasering that I've heard. I've heard okay. that if you get laser, but then you have, then you get pregnant and you have a kid, it comes it back right back. So you get it again. Oh, that's true. But what yeah. if I get laser and then I get pregnant like a week later, then I'm like, because doesn't it take gotta, a couple? You got to plan your life, you know. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's true. That's very um, true. Well, so you shave- we're playing the risky game, though. I'm not. I'm not in full plan mode there. Mm, so I hear you. Uh, mm, catching your drift. Yeah. <laughs> no, so 
I mean, you shave in between, so it's, but it doesn't grow back as coarse. That's what I need in my armpits. 100%. I can't even get a clean shave on my armpits. I've never been able to get like a perfect shave. I feel like there's always like this weird five o'clock shadow. And so I can't believe that I have, I've been talking about laser for so long. I just need to bite the bullet and do it. So anyone who lives in LA, go to Sev Laser. It's where the Kardashians go. It is actually not that expensive. That is a myth. I think people just don't do it because they think it's expensive. But That's it, why it, I haven't done it. I thought it was like $600. Not. No, no. Huh. You pay per session or what? You pay per session, but there's like bundles and you they recommend like six per area. You go every like six weeks. How much is it per per session? It like depends on the area. Okay, no. armpit. <laughs> I don't... I don't know the menu by heart, but like um, maybe armpit is like twelve bucks. I don't know. I it's, it's not twelve dollars. bucks. Okay, maybe I'm lying, but it's not. Expensive. Oh my gosh, it's probably hundreds. No, well, I I think this is such okay. I, I do have one final question actually because you have dark. Your natural hair is dark, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So down there, when you're getting laser, is it like? Are we talking when you're finished with all the laser sessions, you're like hairless or it's just like a lot lighter and like way easier to manage or like, what are we? Can you okay, guys. see like the, the dots? Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. So when you go into your laser appointment, you have to shave 24 hours before. So you're hairless. Well, when you well go I, in. Know. I know, but when like the when laser, does, yeah, when it goes back, like, is it going to be it's like, like, it's, it's finer. It's the color okay. is still the color is still dark, but it's finer. And how, okay, but after six sessions, it stops growing. Yes, the the labia area. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> lips. I don't know because they're like open your lip. I'm like, oh my god, I can't. <gasps> um, that part you have to do a lot, lot more because it's trickier. But my bikini line, I, I haven't done it in well now because of quarantine. I haven't done it in a while, but like. My bikini line, there's not one hair. Oh, that's oh my gosh, that sounds so, so nice. amazing. And I, and I feel like that's so much better because the worst part of waxing to me is that you have to grow it out. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's not ideal because there would be times when I'm like almost due for a wax, yeah. but then I'm like going to the beach and I'm like, um, I can't. Wa- sorry, yeah. I have to shave. Like, yeah. I really don't want to be, you know. So the maintenance of it is just really something else. Just in general. I'm like, really? That's what I was telling Leif. I'm like, please imagine because he was talking about like, oh, I don't want to shave like his face. And I'm like, please, please imagine shaving your legs, this whole area, your armpits, your belly button, like all of that. Your toes. And if you want to keep up on it. um, And your face. For me, every day or like every, at least twice a week if I want it to like actually be smooth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Yeah. I it's just a joke. I just I just shaved my legs for like the first time in quarantine because I was I was starting to wear shorts and I'm like oh I forgot yeah. that there is a hairy person on my legs mm-hmm. um, so yeah also, I did that waxing is just traumatizing I got a, I was getting a Brazilian wax and somehow I got like an amateur waxer it was like her first time it's supposed to take 20, 25 minutes right two hours into the session two hours what hair was- is there left. No, I was sweating. I was sweating because I was so like, this is so excruciatingly horrible that the wax was then sticking. Oh my God, okay. We need a next talk. I Um, walked out. No, I walked out 75% done. I was like, I'm not enduring (gasps) another second of this and I will never do it again. Two oh my hours. gosh. And it that was my is only night crazy. off. Like I was working 80 hour weeks and it was my only night off. And I, for some reason, am a masochist and did that. There's nothing worse than an appointment that goes way longer than you expect it. And you're just sitting there and you're like, 
I do the same thing. I start nervous sweating, which means that I start smelling bad. And then I'm like getting hot. My face is super red. And I'm like, I've got to get out of here. We've got to hurry this up. Okay. Next question is tips for staying independent when you have a dependent personality flaw. doesn't seem like you two are very dependent people, but what advice would you have for them? I think I would probably like write down where the underlying areas are that you feel as if you need to be dependent on somebody. Is it because it makes you feel financially safe or emotionally safe? Or where is the thing that you can feel as if you can only get from other people? And then once you've identified that, I would write down a list of 10 ways that you can give yourself that or past examples of ways that you have given yourself that in the past. You might've done that and not known it. And that way you can train your brain to be like, oh, remember that one time when I did that for myself? And then you can realize that you can be more independent versus dependent on somebody else when it comes to maybe things that you're feeling a lack or a void or a need that you're not nourishing yourself with. Um, I would just get really clear on why you feel like you can't be there for yourself during those times. I, think I love also, that. Also, um, identifying, not, I don't want to say like hobbies, but just interests that you only share with yourself. You know, obviously, I think they're probably referring to a boyfriend or mm-hmm. a husband. So it's just, you know, with, with me and my boyfriend, we're so independent because we just have such different interests and hobbies and friend circles. And it actually is a lot, it's nourishing for our relationship because when we come together, we have so many experiences to share and really great insights and um, external observations. Like he's not in in certain worlds that I am. So he has this like outsider perspective and it's actually really fun to come back to that person you depend on to get advice about things that you love personally. I agree. I think that's really great advice. Both of those things are really important. Okay. Next up we have, if you could relive high school, would you change anything? Oi, 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 oi. (laughs) No, I loved my high school so much. It was so freaking fun, dude. Maddie's face. So much fun. I like missed high school until I was like 25. Um, I would not change anything, but I wouldn't relive it. Hell I mean, no. like, I, you couldn't relive it now knowing what like, you know now in life. <laughs> but I would, yeah. I would go back for a day and like feel what it felt like to be 15 and like running around without your parents knowing and doing fun things for the first time. I mean, it was like just a big land of firsts, you know? Yeah, it was true. Yeah. The land of firsts is fun. And awkward. And awkward. Definitely awkward. But I think also just, yeah, the, the freedom. When I look back, I do look back fondly, but I also just had, it was an interesting experience and yeah, no, not going back. Yeah. I think I don't have anything. I agree. I, I thought that high school was really fun. I wouldn't yeah. want to go back to it, but I had a, overall a good experience. But that being said, when they say one thing you would change, the only thing that comes to my mind is not giving, which again, it, it's fine because I learned from it, but it's like not giving certain things so much energy and like thinking that certain things were just the end of the world. And it's That's like- That's what I loved about it. I loved that yeah. everything was so dramatic and so intense and like something happened on the weekend and it was like the whole world is changing in your mind because a boy said this to someone, you know, it was so- f- It's true. I oh, loved it's that. true. I remember when my boyfriend at the time liked his ex-girlfriend's Instagram photo and I went- 
crazy. I went oh crazy. Yeah. Oh, I know something I would change. Um, so you know, bringing everything back to TikTok, there was this trend on TikTok where people were kissing their best friends. And it was so funny because I was like, if I had TikTok in high school, like I would have done this because I had the perfect person to have done it with. Cause I just always fantasize like, what if I just like, just did it, just kissed him out of the blue. Like what would happen? And I never did it. I wish I did. Oh, shoot. I know we were saying we're like, we would have thrived on TikTok in high school because we danced in high school on the same dance team. And like, we had so many friends who were dancers. And, and time. We had so much time yeah, on just, our hands. Yeah. Oh, so much time. I'm like, we would have just been, I mean, we're still living out our dream. We were dancing the other day on TikTok and Chelsea goes, do you think if we knew in 10 years we would be dancing on TikTok? Like, she's like, this is exactly where we're supposed to be. And I was like, literally, I exactly. Oh, we're all supposed to be on TikTok just goofing off. That's what's come right. down. To. It's it's been a lifesaver in quarantine. Imagine if the app TikTok wasn't invented until 2021. We would have oh. been so bored. So Probably bo- productive, but bored. No, it's really been getting through, me through quarantine. Okay, I have a good question for you guys. How do you stop? Well, actually, no. Before I ask that question, do you guys know your enneagram numbers or types? <laughs> Scouts like I give up. Okay, so we we um, does she hate hate the enneagram? No, because we we I don't think we right. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, go. We didn't, we don't think we did the right test because we got two numbers and they were like- I got three numbers. They're all conflicting and we were very confused. I've self-diagnosed myself as a three. I believe Uh, that. So I just go with that. I don't know, what am I? Because I I read them, I'm like, yeah, of course, like anyone would be those three. Like it's like three of everybody. I would think you're like a two or a seven. What does that mean? I was going to say, I feel like you're a four, but so, I have no clue. Oh, really? That that, actually, that's the other one I was going to say. Chelsea's well, a four. I'm a four. She's a three. Okay. What does four mean? So four is, um, well, when you said you like very dramatic stuff, that really gave it away right there. I'm a four. So you're very like deep. You look for the beauty and everything, but you can be a little melodramatic, very spiritual, very like all about inner, you know, peace and harmony, um, creative. Trying to think of all the, yeah, the bad stuff as well. That's all scout for sure. Yeah, I feel like I'm you could only definitely dramatic in my mind, not like the people. Yeah, that's the other thing we we internal we uh, don't really speak some things that we want. So, okay, next question I have for you: How do you stop comparing yourself to others and your sister? So I love this one because. What I tell people, especially obviously we, you know, know that we live in a social media world where everybody's lives and their highlight reels are at our fingertips at any given moment. And it's so easy to compare. So what I say is if you're having a problem with comparison, the minute you see someone's photo and you're like, oh my God, they have a house already. Like they bought a house, they're my age and they're married and they have this gorgeous house in LA. Like it's expensive. It's not like they live in Texas and I can afford a house in Texas. I say, instead of comparing yourself, like what would it feel like if you gave them love and congratulations? If you were like, go girl, like you're killing it. I'm so proud of you. That is so freaking awesome. Like I love your house and I'm just wishing you health and happiness in your house. Like you don't have to say it to them, but if you approach things that you thought were a comparison, instead of just sending them love and pride and being a cheerleader for them, your entire perspective is going to shift on other people's accomplishments. You're just going to be happy for them. Mm So this is a tricky one for me because I I should be asking this question. I fall victim to the comparison economy, both on Instagram, but also in the podcast space, but also in just career in life amongst friends. Um, I 
place a very high value on what people view me as and perceive me to be, which has hindered me in a lot of cases uh, just because I care a lot about what people think of me, which can be productive to a certain extent, but then it gets to a point where it is just, you're not going to be for everyone. And that is a lesson that is really, really hard to internalize. But once you really understand that, like, okay, you're just, not everyone's going to like you. That's the reality. But there are, and that's what I want to get into is, Scout and I have a really deep gratitude practice. We're huge gratitude whores, as we say on OKSIS. And the reason is because if you remind yourself of the blessings that you do have, it's really nice to put into perspective because you can see and be happy for everyone around you. But then you can also be like, damn, I live in an awesome apartment. Um, I have like these cute clothes that are like, you know, tie-dye and fun. And, you know, I'm on TikTok and I'm having a good time. Like you just, if you think about all the things that make you happy, it just brings you back to that just like centered place of yourself. And, but no, I, I look, I, I fall into it every day. It's really, really tough. But also you should ask yourself, like, is it serving you? Like, does your day progress in a better way because you compare yourself to another girl on Instagram? Does it make you work? Because I, yeah, you because know, like it's, it's not, it's not yeah. motivating to me. No. Like you would think that it would be motivating. You're just like, oh, I'm, you know, whatever. It's gonna, you're hustling to get to that place. That, it paralyzes guess what, you. Guess what? Doesn't exist. That place you're trying to get to doesn't exist. Like you are just idealizing some fantasy of a life. Also, you're also, you're only looking at a curated sense and a very manicured version of someone. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to look past that. And the thing is, I don't want to tell people to like do a digital detox because, you know, it's our lives, it's our business. Like, but you just have to, it's something you internally have to um, understand about yourself rather than being like, I'm going to shut it off and just Totally. Well, I relate a lot to that. I can officially diagnose you as a three. Yeah, I was going to say you're a three. (laughs) I think for sure. Um, And I feel the same way. And again, it's sometimes I agree. It's like you don't want you want to get to the root of the problem and not just be like, oh, digital detox, because it's like, well, then when you get back on, you're going to think the same same thing. thing. That being said, certain people on Instagram, I've just muted because they just like trigger me. Like for some reason, I'm just like, I don't know why. Every time I look at your photo, I'm like jealous or annoyed and I just don't want to feel like that anymore. So I'll mute people and sometimes I'll mute someone for like four months and then I would just stop feeling that way about them. Like, and I'm like, I'm fine to like follow them now, but it's just, you have to know yourself, like you said, and know your triggers and things that really bug you. And I liked what you said too, Scout, about like congratulating people, because that's actually something that I have done um, is if I am feeling jealous or annoyed at someone's Instagram post, like even though I feel that way, I'll get to a place where I can genuinely say something good and I'll comment like, this is so beautiful, like this photo, da, da, da. And it makes me feel so much better. I'm like, you know, if I'm coming from a genuine place and then it really shifts my perspective and I can be happy and positive versus like, oh, why did they get that? Why didn't that happen to me? Why da, 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 da. It just shifts everything. Also, we all have somebody that looks at our lives and thinks that it's perfect and that they would want our lives, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're a public figure. It doesn't matter if you have all these Instagram followers. There's going to be someone that knows you from knows you from knows you that thinks that your life is perfect and wants it. So there's always somebody that wants what you have and then you're wanting what someone else has. And it's just this chain 
when we can all just realize that one, there's no scarcity, like just because someone reached a certain level of success in their business doesn't mean that you can't reach that either. So just let it go and know that what they are doing in their life has nothing to do with what is going to happen to you in your future. Yeah. I love that. 100%. And I feel the same way when you, um, if you see somebody succeeding, it it should feel more like, oh, wow, that's possible. Like I can get there too. Oh, this person is like doing something instead of, because I often feel like, oh, I thought of that first. I wish I would have, you know, done it and got to the place that they did. I just didn't act fast enough, whatever. But then if I really think about it, I'm like, exactly like we were saying, skinny confidential says saturation is not real. If they can get it there, if they can get there, so can you. So you just have to go for it. And again, feel happy for them. And I feel like this is something we've actually been focusing on a lot in our balanced boss course is positive thinking. And I read this quote that I love that said, the difference between confident people and not confident people are the confident people are only focused on their strengths and not confident people are focused on their weakness. There's no difference in skill set. Everyone has different gifts. But if you're confident, you're just looking at all the strengths that you have. And it could be little strengths that you don't think of all the time. Like I had, I, we were reading over this long list and there are some like building esteem or storytelling. And when you're just looking at all these things that you're so great at, you're like, oh, and if someone else has a different gift, you're not thinking, oh, I don't have that. I don't have that gift. Oh my gosh. Like I'm not good. I'm not, you know, as good as them, whatever it is. Cause we all have such different, like, like you said, talents and yeah. gifts and, and some of them like on this list that we were reading in our course, some of them, I'm trying to think of them, but I think one of them was good at explaining things or good at listening. And it's like, that's such a skill. And, and, you know, when you think of talent, you think of more, I don't even know. Grandiose which, yeah, things. Yeah. Big things, but there's tons of little gifts we all have. Of course. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you don't need to be like a child prodigy who knows how to, you know, it's, it's little strengths as you, as you said, like for me, I think I have really great intrinsic motivation. I think I'm able to propel myself and not have to have someone externally tell me what to do. Like, that's not something that, I mean, that's something you learn. That's something you, you, and, and when you notice it about yourself, you can capitalize on it and you can even strengthen it further, but it's being self-aware and understanding that there's, I love that. We do, we all have little, little gifts. You don't have to think of them in these grand terms. I love that. Also, I think it's so, people are so much more interesting, you know, if you want to like put two people together and say, this person was born with it and this person learned how to do it. I think the person that learned how to do it is so much more interesting than the person born with it because they've been through a certain life experience and trials and tribulations and have to create a certain resilience around them that put them at the same level as someone who maybe it came a lot easier to. So I think that we put too much emphasis on the person, on the talent versus the execution and the results that people can create. I think that the execution and the results should always be more celebrated than just a God-given talent because that's easy, right? Well, yeah. and there's so many things that that can be learned that I think we think come naturally to yeah. people, but really they're learned skills. And you, like you said, motivation that doesn't necessarily, you're not born with that. Like, you know, that's something you learn and teach yourself. And I feel like there are so many different things like that, that we can all work on and strive to be better at. Yeah, I, I read this really cool quote as we were prepping for one of our Balanced Boss lessons, and it was, comparison comes from the confusion between aspiration and inspiration. So when we see Steve Jobs, everyone wants to be Steve Jobs. And he was saying, 
Steve Jobs didn't become Steve Jobs by wanting to be like somebody else. He wanted to be himself. And so when we aspire, we see these people, then we start comparing ourselves to them and we start thinking like, oh, well then, you know, you start comparing yourself because it's an aspiration. But if you're inspired by them, that's a whole different feeling. That's more motivating. That's more positive. And I feel like aspiration and and feeling like you want to be a duplicate of somebody is you're never, it, like Maddie was saying, you're never, it, that place doesn't exist because you'll never be them. You could do the same. This is why I say all the time with health, you can eat the same exact thing, do the same exact workout as some Instagram model and your body will not look like hers because your body is different and your life is different. Preach. Oh my God. Yes. Everyone stop. Stop. <laughs> There's no formula. That's the thing. Yeah. There's no formula. Like, yeah, you really have to, I mean, we, we did a whole episode on, on routines, right? Because Scott and I are very routine-based individuals, but again, like we, in the beginning, we were like, this is not prescriptive. Like we're giving this to you to maybe be inspired to implement one of these things or just like be like, okay, I want, I'm, I want to start a routine. Like, let me just kind of, but I know that people probably might listen to that and be like, okay, if I do this then I'll be successful. No, it's just like, this is what worked for us. And it's, I think that is the true confidence. And when you can really understand, take and, and expel things that just don't work for you and do work for you and be confident enough to know that. Definitely. You're looking for the best version of yourself, not another version of yourself. Yes. Like uh, somebody else. Okay. Do you have another question or do you want me to go? Um, I'll go. Okay. Uh, what advice would you have for someone who is going off to college completely alone? So no friends are coming with them. Nothing like that. Yeah. So Mads and I both went to college completely alone and we both had really isolating first year experiences um, where we ended up transferring and not really finding a community at all. Um, I would say I went into a city college for the first year and it wasn't a traditional city college in the sense that there was a campus. It was just like a building. And so there was no community at all. And so I really struggled with finding a community. But I would say if you're going to a college where you're not bringing a friend with you and it's completely new, I would find a club. Like find, you know, if it's a sorority, it's a sorority. If it's the journalism club, it's the journalism club. But figure out what your passion is and then go to that club. Like for Mads and I, I went to Hillel, which is the Jewish organization on campus. Like understand who your people are, but then also be open to meeting new people and changing who, you, not changing who you are, but exploring different areas of who you are. But for the first little bit, I would definitely check out the clubs, but also just because you make friends with someone on your first week doesn't mean you have to be friends with them for your entire college career. Like it's okay to be friends with someone for the first month because you both need friends and then, you know, it'll help you find your true people. Yeah. So yeah, what Scout said, uh, my first year I went to NYU and it was really, really isolating for me. And I, I like to believe that I'm a very social person, but obviously as people are aware, NYU doesn't have a campus and doesn't have that centralized community. So, um, I transferred to USC and I made a very, very concerted effort to just, and look, when you're, when you start college, everyone is new. I know it's really scary, but you, you walk in the elevator and if you, and if you just say like, Hey, I'm whatever, everyone's just introducing themselves. Cause no one knows anyone. Like I, it's kind of strange that this person was even like, I'm not going with any friends. That's the point of college. Like you're not supposed to know anyone. It's this whole new experience and it's acceptable to just go up to someone and say, hi, like, it's really not weird. It's people are not going to look at you strange. Like everyone is in that same boat. So that's pretty comforting, but also 
I know this is hard, but you know, going out of your comfort zone, trying a bunch of things. I mean, I was in a sorority. Do you look at me and think sorority? No, but I did it because I knew I would find some sort of network, some sort of community and friends that I could just have and, and grow off of. And that's exactly what happened. And then I, uh, as Scott said, I joined Hillel at, at USC. So finding, you know, what kind of communities did you have at, at home in your hometown and then trying to find those in college? Cause there are so many communities that exist at college, every single one, like you can find your, find your niche, but no, like you can yeah. find your place for sure. That's very good advice because neither Chelsea or I went to college. So we never whoa, have. Whoa, I went to a whole year, well, girl. Okay, but we didn't. Don't worry. I feel like I went we to didn't four have... different colleges and then I dropped out. So there's no part of me that ever had a traditional college experience. Yeah, I whatsoever. went to two different ones within that year. So, yeah. and I feel like neither of us had the classic college experience, no. is what I'm trying to say. And so I always have a hard time when people ask me for advice about going off to college because I'm like, I went to two days of college. So then I dropped out. Yeah, I dropped out too. We're on the same page there. So how do I know he's the one? I'm sick of hearing when you know, you know. Oh, <laughs> Me and Scout. Um, okay, Scout, you go first because you are married. Yeah. So I have been with my husband now for seven and a half years. We got together when I was 21. We started dating when I was 21. And I was always the girl who thought that I wasn't going to like meet my husband until I was 28. And I was going to date around and kind of be like this independent career woman, whatever. And he came into my life in a moment that I really needed him to come into my life. I have lived with bipolar disorder my whole life. And he comes from a recovery background. And so he helped kind of get my ass into gear and help my mental health and really push me to become stable within my mental illness. And I just remember like even throughout the years when I was just thinking about it, like he was, he told me he wanted to marry me like on date two. So it was very out in the open and this was very serious for him. But it's just a matter of like not getting caught up on, is he the one? And do I have like a better connection with someone else or like whatever it is? You have to really think about the foundation of your life. Like he's my foundation. Like it doesn't matter if one day he's annoying me or one day I want nothing to do with him. If he were to exit, my, my whole life would crumble because we hold each other together so well. So it's not about like find the the funniest, the this, the most successful, the like whatever is on your wish list. It's like God put someone in front of in your life and you need to determine if that is for a reason of a foundational situation or if it's a reason to learn something in a year or if it's something else. So if you can get really clear on that, like there's been no doubt, like even in day, days of doubt, like my body would never let me leave my husband. Like there's, it's just, I could never, it's just not an option. So you have to find someone where it's just not an option, but I wouldn't get so caught up on this, the one situation, if that makes sense. Like let your relationship mature, figure out what their role is in your life. And is that a long-term role or is it a short-term role? And it's okay if it's a short-term role, you could be madly in love and have an amazing connection, but it really is only purposeful for six months or a year or two years or what it may be. But when you find someone that you know you should spend the rest of your life with, like even when you're scared, your body doesn't leave. Like you can't, you just can't leave. Something my mom said to me that is very pertinent to what you were saying is right before I got married and I just felt like it was good. And, and, you know, like she just said, I hate knowing when, you know, when you know, you know, 
because it's, it is like, what does that mean? What do you mean? I know I love him. I'm attracted to him. He's fun. like, what does that mean? But my mom told me it's way more romantic to choose the person you're going to be with than to think that they were just your soulmate and you only have one of them and they brought you together because if you choose them, then it gives you so much more responsibility and control over the relationship. Like you said, if you choose them in the beginning, later on when things get rocky, you're not going to be like, jump ship super fast. You're like, no, I chose you. We're going to get through this together. A hundred percent. There were things in our relationship super early on that like we could have been like, if we didn't have that established, like I choose you for this role and let's see if we can walk down this role together. We probably would have jumped ship. Right. But because we made that commitment super early on and we did choose each other and I choose him every single day, that's the most important thing. You have to, I, I, that's, I love that. Like you have to choose the person you have to. And if you can't choose them, then that's not the person that you should spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. So, I mean, I am not, I'm, you know, odd one out that's not married in this group of young women finally, here. Finally, I'm I know. always the odd one out being married. Um, but what I want to say is I, I really dislike the narrative of the one and the, when you know, you know, I think it is really misleading. I think it conjures up a sense of fantasy and a lot of people. And I, I mean, it's society, it's the media, it's movies. It's what we've grown up with to know that like a lust and a love is something that is long-term, which spoiler alert, it's not. So I think just, I'm not trying to say that like romance and that lust is, is not important. Of course it is. You need to love the person and, and cherish them. But I just, I don't believe that there is this like, this, this like weird, like when you know, oh, like it's just, it's a puzzle piece and it all fit. Like every day it's, it's either a struggle or it's a blessing. It's a this, it's like, it's the beauty of having such a diverse and variety of variation of, of relationship. And I think you learn so much more when there's such depth to it. I just don't think it has to be so multifaceted as like, it's all and one, it's never multifaceted. It's never just roses all the time. And people don't like to say that, but it's true. And I, yes, I agree with you both. And I hope I can say I do to what I, yeah, I don't know. What no, but I think that, I think, I think that you two can speak really well to this. Like someone asked me like, Oh, I just want to meet the one and have this relationship. I'm like, getting married is not about being in love with one another. Like, yeah, that's a great, if you like, you should be in love with one another, but it's about, do you have the same religious values? Do you have the same familial values? Do you want to raise your kids the same way? Do you have the same mindset on finances? Do you have the same, where do you want to live? How do you want to retire? It's not romantic. Like, you know, like you have to be in line with a lot more than I just love you. You know, like you can love a lot of people in your life, but you got to be in line with like the life stuff. Totally. And I think if you are in line with those moral values and the really the things that you hold important then it's like you were saying where we were saying your body wouldn't let you it's like I feel like the reason that people say when you know you know is because for me at least my experience is like when I met my husband it was so different than any relationship I'd ever had and it was so it felt so much more right than anything ever had and that could I guess be the feeling of like when you know you know like my body, it's like, I would never have wanted it to end. Like, just cause we get each other so well. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think that phrase is more like, again, I don't think there's like one soulmate out there and it's like, Oh, love brought us together, like fate. And, and now we should get married. But I think when people are referring to that feeling, it's like a feeling of like comfort or like knowing that that's 
what's that feels right to you. And it worries me when people are like, I, I don't know, like it just this, 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 and this, like we don't line up on these things. Like, and it just feels like, but well, we maybe, just love each other so much. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe it's not the best fit. Yeah. If you guys don't line up on all these important values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 100%. There's so much to dive into there. We got to stop there. We could do a that whole, could be a whole podcast that. episode. Oh, yeah, for seriously. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you guys so, so much for coming on our podcast. Please tell everyone where they can find your podcast and your social stuff. Yay. Thanks for having us, ladies. Um, you can find us at OKSIS, O-K-A-Y, at O-K-A-Y-S-I-S on wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on the Instagram, the Twitter, and the TikTok at OKSIS Podcast and everything is in the bio in our Instagram, our secret Facebook group, our newsletter. The most important is follow us on TikTok because I'm churning out premium We're struggling. We're struggling on the TikTok. no one is looking at us. And I am thinking, I just like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I think I'm so funny and it's just, it's not working. I'll take my my top off next time, Mads. We'll do that. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, you guys, you got to show more skin. We already talked about the secret (laughs) of it. Skin and pretend like it's your first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Go follow them on TikTok, you guys. They want some TikTok clout. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for coming on. We love you guys. Our podcast Instagram is at what we said podcast. If you guys want to follow along, that'd be great. That's kind of our hub where we, you know, keep all of our, all of our stuff together. And you guys can also be a part of our, um, story episodes where you send in crazy stories or questions like the ones we asked them. Yes. Thank you for listening. And that's that's what what we we said. said.